This is the Game of Codes on the Raw, Australia's biggest sporting debate. The Rugby World Cup's over, but the rugby's still... Well, the Wallabies are still in the headlines, Jeffers. Always, always. And that is because Samu Karevi, he said he wants to play for Fiji. Since that has come out, said that was taken out of context and he doesn't want to go to Fiji. So we had to get Jeff Parks, rugby expert at theraw.com.au, to help us discuss it. How are you, mate? Uh, very good, thanks, guys. And uh, who knows where the truth of this uh, sits. Um, it's a bit of a circus, perhaps. The only thing we can say for certain about it is that uh, Karevi declaring allegiance to Fiji is uh, responsible for the bushfires. We should also mention that, uh, yeah, as you said, Karevi's tried to hose the comments down, running the old chestnut that he was taking out of context, which is... I guess a bit like going to Bali and and getting thrown in jail and then having someone from your club arrive to broker a peace (laughs) agreement and then claiming that no money changed hands. So uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around this. And listen, the first thing to really uh, focus on for Karevi to understand uh, when he has a cold shower is that under World Rugby's Regulation 8, it isn't actually up to him to decide who he plays for. And uh, unless there's a special exemption granted, and there's no reason why Rugby Australia would be expected to grant one uh, in conjunction with World Rugby, uh, Karevi, like any player, can only represent one nation, and because he's already played for Australia, uh, that's who it is. And uh, and he can't now go around uh, country shopping. And there are some rare exceptions granted, and Cooper Boone is one who springs to mind. He played a couple of tests for Australia, I think in 2012, and and had a five-year stand down and then negotiated a release to play for Tonga. Um, but that's the exception rather than the rule. There's also some exceptions around Olympic Games. But uh, in the case of Karevi, vice-captain for Australia, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the Olympic loophole is one that could have led to something like this, I suppose. Cooper Vuna, Tim Nanai-Williams also used that loophole to change allegiance from New Zealand to Samoa, with whom he played at this recent World Cup. Um, But the problem with with the Olympic loophole, for Karevi at least, is that you have to have not played for your original country uh, for at least three years before you can represent your new country in an Olympics. So that's out of the equation for Karevi as well. I mean, you know, call me a cynic, it's almost like he was making these comments, whether they were taken out of context or not, to provide some kind of pressure on Rugby Australia around relaxing the Giddo Law um, requirements um, because, you know, I'm sure he'd love to keep playing Test Rugby, but that's obviously not an option for him in the next few years. Yeah, I think there's some truth in that. And, uh, you know, Giddo Law currently stands at... uh, 60 tests, he's only just over halfway to that. And uh, frankly, he just wants his uh, cake and be able to eat it as well. And I guess there's um, you know, nothing wrong with that from where he stands. So, uh, I'd add a couple more points. There's an argument that the Pacific Island nations would be strengthened if players who have clearly finished their test careers elsewhere were allowed to return and play for their birth nations. And there's two high-profile guys uh, came out just at the end of the World Cup and uh, and ran that line. One was Charles Piatau and the other Stephen Lutua from uh, Tonga and Samoa, respectively, uh, although clearly they both uh, represented the All Blacks um, when they lived in New Zealand. And um, 
that's an argument that I think most people support. You know, when it comes later in a player's career and through changed circumstances and after a lengthy stand-down period, and we're talking something like, you know, maybe five years. But Karevi, as we said, is the current Wallabies vice-captain. And, and uh, I'd actually suggest that him making comments like this will only set back the case for the other players. And, and it sort of paints them as a little bit of a fool as well. And... And, and speaking of which, there's a common denominator here, and that's if we look at the players that are departing Australian rugby, there's really only two that Rugby Australia desperately wanted to keep uh, but missed out on, and one was Rory Arnold and the other one was Karevi. And um, my understanding is that Rugby Australia wasn't happy at all with the way that Karevi's management handled those negotiations. And it really does look here like the hands of Karevi's manager are all over this as well. And so perhaps the moral of this story is that Karevi could do with a, a little less management and maybe uh, Israel Folau could do with a, a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's not the first time player managers of uh, or player agents have... I suppose drawn a bit of a bad rap. I mean, it's not going to happen if he's going to be playing for anyone at the next World Cup. It's going to be for Australia. All right. Well, we like to hear that. Jeff Parks, a very funny Jeff Parks today on a game of code, the show's biggest sporting debate. Of course, rugby expert at the Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, always a pleasure, gents, and we'll speak soon. On the Raw Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.